Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends behind the binary. That was Koa just shaking off, uh, saying, hey, patrons, what's up? Thanks for the support, and uh, enjoy this episode. Uh, you, you, I hope you get a good night's sleep because you've earned it. All right, hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is uh, create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thinking stuff, uh, uh, physical stuff, uh, feeling stuff, whether it's on the external or the internal or the, you know, whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind out of that. I'm going to make this nice, uh, soothing, uh, you know, like, uh, what did I say? I was going to, I was making the perpetual uh, smoothing of the safe place motion. Yeah, but I'm glad you're here. I'd like to help you. I can't help everybody, unfortunately, but I'll try to help you. Thanks for coming by. Uh, you're welcome here. I'm glad you're here. And, uh, like, uh, so it's a safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use creaky dulcet tones, layered meanderware. Uh, so it's both innerware and outerware in the middleware. You know, what never gets any freaking promotion is that middleware. Hey, marketing group gurus, uh, or group, group, groupus, uh, or grew, uh, marketing gurus. What the heck, uh. Like, you go to a store, even online, they say, okay, do you want innerwear or outerwear? And they say, okay, what, like, what's the difference between innerwear and underwear? I could actually use some innerwear, like some, well, maybe not, like something, you know, some emotional, some clothing for my emotions. And they say, you mean clothing to express your, your emotional state? No, 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 I'd like to cloak my, you know, I'd like some cloaks, yeah. It definitely could you let me let me get into this. Let me get let's come back to this uh, for the new listeners because uh, I go off topic. Uh, I get mixed up. I go go around in circles. Sometimes it's a figure eights. Uh, well, sometimes numbers other than figure eights. I mean, I couldn't skate a figure a figure uh, like uh, not even a figure eight if I needed to. Uh, but if you're new here, you're welcome. Like I said, I'm going to try to put you to sleep or take your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. Here's a couple of things about the show. Structurally, uh, yeah, the show starts off with about six minutes of business. we got to do it up front because uh, it's a sleep podcast. And uh, that stuff is critical for if you're a regular listener to keep the show free. If you're a new listener, not a big deal. And uh, then uh, there's an intro, which I just started, and that's about 12 minutes of uh, rambling and uh, explaining what the podcast is. Uh, but it's more in a bedtime story sense. Uh, like, it's a very popular feature I've learned among the listeners as I've pulled them. Uh, like, I, well, I didn't even have to say a poll. I said, well, I'm thinking about just shortening the intros. And there was a pretty overwhelming response to say, hey, keep the intros the way they are. So for now, I think the intros will stay somewhere between 9 to 11 to 12 to 14 to 16 to 8 to, to uh, 10 minutes uh, as they've been. But the intro is kind of where I can explain what the podcast is, but I never do that in an adept way. And then I get distracted about like well, this layered clothing thing that I'm going to get distracted about in a minute. Uh, so it's kind of like a bedtime story before a bedtime story. 
it's like, a, I guess it's not an IRL bedtime story. It's just me being me. And I just had, you know, and I, you know, I try to tone it down a little bit and use these only soothing creaky dulcet tones. Yeah, but it's where you get introduced to your boyfriend or the boring method that I, you know, you can skip over it though. It's in the show notes, the timestamp. Or the estimated one. So that okay. So that's uh, the intro. So there's business intro. Then there's a story, and tonight it'll be like a holiday themed story to get you ready for the season, or to put you at ease in the season. Yeah, easing uh, scooters the easing of the season. Okay, put that on a shirt and see if anybody understands it. Easing. I'm doing the easing of the seat for the seat in the season, you know, because I'm uh, pleasing, easing and pleasing. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, yeah, easing and pleasing for the season. That's what I do. I'm the easing in the something for the season. The easing, I thought I was going to talk about me. Let me tell, tell everybody who knew about the podcast before I, I guess I got distracted by that too. Easing the the easing the sneezing for the season. That's my new uh, homeopathic uh, remedy, where I would just bore people out of sneezing. That didn't work. It was an experiment. But uh, okay, so uh, like so okay, so there's an intro, then there's the sh- main show, then there's some thank yous at the end. Also, if you're new, you don't need to listen. This is a podcast you kind of listen to, background noise, or you can listen to it. Uh, but you don't have to pay attention. You could, you know, tune it in and then tune it out or, you know, get kind of say, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. We, we all, uh, there's to, multitasking doesn't work. We've learned that. And uh, like, uh, so this is kind of like background noise. Like when the, uh, like TV's on and you say you're doing something else and they say, when the heck were they talking about, uh, they say, I don't, I don't get what's going on here. And say, like, oh, like, uh, but this one you don't need to. So this one you can tune it out and you can come back and you say, I don't know what Scoots is talking about. Hardy har har. You know, never did. Why start today? So th- then you say, okay, he's just going to keep rambling. He's my boyfriend. He's here. Uh, so you don't have to listen, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for about an hour. I'll be giving it my all to keep you company because I do know there's people out there listening uh, to the very end. Uh, for company in the deep dark night, and I'm here to keep you company. I'm your 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 bored companion. Uh, but ideally, I can walk at your side, rambling, or sit at your side, or you know, sit in a nearby rocking chair, and uh, just take your mind off stuff while you drift off to sleep. That's the goal of the show. You know, I'm easing, uh, putting the season, uh, to, to putting the reason. And e- the reason he's e- he's easing the season. So we have the right words. I just don't know. The, the, that'll be my ho- next 2018 holiday season T-shirt. Uh, uh, he's the reason I'm easing this season. That's close. Uh, Scoots, Scoots is easing, puts the reason in my season. So we could have multiple ones. So that'd be 2019, maybe. Uh, you could, 2020 will be... Uh, the season's easing due to Scoots' lack of reason. Bringing the reason by easing my season. Uh, something like that. So I'm here to easing your season with my lack of reason. Like, like, So I guess that's the truth. Uh, 
And I was going to talk about meanderware. The podcast kind of is like that. It's layers. You know, I talk about stuff. Uh, I put a little story in there. I try to use the lulling, soothing tones, uh, friendly atmosphere, uh, relatability, because I've been there, sleepless. That's really why I make this show is because I want you to be able to fall asleep because I think you deserve it. And I know that a lot of times it can stink or suck or, you know, be the opposite of easing uh, or reason. It'd be like, uh, like just a bit, whatever, something that rhymes with that that has to do with like it, but that's not too much for a sleep podcast. Be more like a nonsense word, like beezing or free, freezing, like, uh, like where you see, man, uh, I don't know. I'd like to help you fall asleep because I've been there. That's, I guess, the simplest way. And I think you deserve a good night's sleep because it's just whether you're waking up in the middle of the night or you're having trouble getting off to dreamland. Or somebody else woke you up, uh, I'm sorry, and I, I, I'm going to try to help. Uh, but I am distracted by the idea. So outerwear would be your last layer of clothing. You'd wear it on the outer of your wear. And I think I've probably talked about this before. Then you have innerwear. Like, I would, if I would consider innerwear stuff you wear, or, you know, like emotional. You say, well, that's that goes right around my head. Uh, well, yeah, I got my whole lymph system. Is that the one that caught, or, or is which is the one that control humors? Humors is that what caught, like? Uh, that, that's why I'm always grouchy. Whatever it is, I'm going to cloak that up in some, uh, you know, some microfiber or something. You know, hand knitted microfiber. You know, no nano though. I don't need. I don't need any nano things in there. Just. Uh, but some of that soft stuff, uh, but also cozy. So, yeah, you have your innerwear, then you have your underwear, which doesn't make any sense. You know, innerwear and underwear, that doesn't make any sense to, to me. Oh, let me say that to me, but not a lot does. I think I, what did I say, middleware? What did I say, what was I pitching earlier? Uh, yeah, middleware, like uh, regular, like, uh, did I say that middleware? That, I guess that I can see why the marketers don't use that term. I might have pitched that at the beginning of the podcast. I had a solution uh, for sleep marketers, but it turns out I don't because they said, oh, yeah, middleware, you know, regular wear, middleware, the, the clothes you wear between your, like, and getting to say, well, which one is it, underwear or innerwear? I guess you'd say underwear. But, but like, because uh, you're wearing it under your wear and outerwear and then middleware, because you're supposed to layer some. La- what if we just call it layer wear? You'd say, which layer is it? It'd say the one that's layered, because uh, just like the other ones, that's like the me. Like, okay, see if, uh, let me see. You know, I always make it, can I get a hold of Helen Z in my brain, but I can't. Like, are they misusing the words anyway? So it's outerwear. So layer wear would mean the same. You say, well, where's it? That's on the outer, so it's our outerwear. Layer wear is on. It's a lay. It's a wear that's layered. So that's correct. It's correct usage of the term in marketing speak. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess we'd have to do like whatever they do around a field table and then say, how do you feel when I say layer wear? They'd say, I feel like it's. How about nonsense wear? Would you wear something nonsensical? No. How do you feel about, uh, what if you had innerwear that, uh, like, what if we sold you a virtual product that we told you cloaked your inner motions, uh, in microfiber? 
I, I think I would buy that. Who's who's speaking? Could, could you, let me give you my credit card number. Oh, this is just a thought exercise within my own brain. Okay, um, forget it then. Well, I guess that topic it, like didn't go anywhere because this I guess uh, layer wear. Uh, regular, what about regular wear? I guess no one wants to wear stuff that's regular. You just say, well, it's regular wear. Um, just trying to see if there's anything I have. Maybe I should go back to easing the reason, and putting the reason in the easy, putting reason via easing in the season. Sleep with me podcast. The podcast that puts the easing in your season without reason. Uh, sleep with me. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. And in all honesty, I really hope and I really yearn I can help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of Sleep With Me. This one is, uh, I guess, like a little holiday episode. So happy holidays. Uh, however you, uh, like, uh, I know the holidays can be a tricky thing because uh, everybody celebrates it in their own way. And everybody has uh, different traditions, uh, depending on your family and your culture. And, you know, a lot of stuff, or maybe you're creating new traditions uh, for your family. Uh, so however you celebrate the holidays is very important. And uh, but mostly it's important that you say, oh, boy, uh, like uh, there's holidays and then there's family, right? Uh, so they can make it even more tricky. And then you have the past and the present and the future. I think that's where Dickens knew what they were talking about because uh, they said, oh, yeah, you got to. So I just want to acknowledge uh, the, that uh, while I enjoy doing holiday-themed episodes, it's mostly because I watched uh, too much TV as a child. And then as a tween, I watched also watched too much TV. Then as a teen, I watched a lot of TV. Then as it did, like in a young adult, like it did, like, well, then I stopped develop, like I stopped maturing when I was a tween. I mean, I'm, and I'm not kidding. Uh, like at some point I stopped emotionally maturing, but I kept watching TV, hoping it would, it would set me straight. And so I've consumed a lot of holiday specials. And then as I became an adult and I developed like, uh, like, uh, yeah, then I needed the nostalgia to kind of clear, like, uh, do, like de-shameify me. So then I'd say, well, I got to watch some nostalgic holiday stuff, uh, to reconnect me to an earlier time when I didn't have all these feelings. And then now I've moved on to a more healing stage where I say, okay, scoots, it's time to, uh, you know, write some things you make some, make some amends, write the mistakes you made. Uh, he, you know, try start to emotionally mature. Like I'd say right now I'm around 13. So that's serious. I'm like, say, seriously, yeah, I think I'm about 13 years old. So, uh, you know, my voice may start to change soon. So uh, big things I'm planning, big things emotionally, uh, my emotional voice, it may stay, start to change. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, so I said, like, the holidays can be complicated. So I like, uh, but I like to give it a little bit of a nice little, uh, you know, take you away, you know, put you at ease and, uh, to, like, uh, tell you a little bedtime story. And it'll have holiday themes, uh, mostly from my childhood nostalgia and the podcast nostalgia. Uh, but most of all, like, I'm thankful that you listen to this podcast, and I hope it can help you. 
And as I enter the holiday season, I say, wow, I can't believe that there's like 600-something episodes of this podcast that I've made because of you, because it puts you to sleep, and I've heard from you, and you shared with me, and you supported the show, and encouraged me, and given me all this kindness. Uh, like, I really have a lot to be thankful for, so thank you so much. Uh, so I hope I can give or bring you some solace. Uh, and last year I told the tale of the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and the Christmas tree that took a walk was a Christmas tree like uh, like no other. Holy cow. Uh, that a family just like mine had picked up uh, one day at a Christmas tree lot somewhere in uh, central New York. And then the family had gone to Burger King, because that's where we would go, Burger King or Pizza Hut. Uh, well, super special Pizza Hut, a pretty special Burger King. And got some cocoa, maybe original chicken sandwich. And then the like, uh, storm swept in, and somehow the Christmas tree got, got uh, blown away. And had to walk all the way back uh, to two ten to 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 two ten Westwood, where I was born and ra- well, I wasn't born there, but uh, you know that's uh, yeah, but that's where I grew up. And uh, the Christmas tree took a walk. It said, "Well, I want to get back to this family. I'm supposed to be their holiday tree." And so the Christmas tree walked from just beyond Burger King in Western Lights Plaza. That's what uh, where where in Syracuse it is. Uh, Went up to Burnett, it got blown, I think it got blown to Burnett Park, and then had to walk from Burnett Park uh, uh, up to where I grew up. And the night it did that walk was one of those cold, snowy nights uh, with, uh, you know, brisk brisk air, but like where the snow is really coming down and the wind is blowing and it's accumulating on the roads. Uh, but not a blizzard, just a, like... Uh, steady uh, falling of snow, but at an angle, I would say at a 45-degree angle because of the wind, not a high wind, uh, but enough like a snow, I'd say a snowstorm. But if you didn't grow up in like a snow zone, I mean, a snowstorm is like where you're hoping, like because you don't get a lot of blizzards. Uh, that's like serious business, you know, but snowstorms and snow showers, uh in snow flurries, I've had a few, uh, but I also haven't lived there in a long time, so I'm not sure which one's which. Uh, but I'd say this is like right around a shower because the snow's really coming down, and over hours it can accumulate. Uh, I don't know if we'd say a quarter inch an hour, maybe an inch. I think an inch an hour is that's a blizzard, uh, uh, but a half inch an hour. Uh, that's a snowstorm. So that was the kind of night that the Christmas tree that took a walk had to walk from, uh, uh, like a park all the way, like a couple miles. And it did it because it had the Christmas spirit. And, you know, Roberta Claus, uh, uh, who was my Santa Claus figure, she had taken over for Santa. And, and for some reason, this didn't get any press. Uh, and you could call her Santa Claus because Santa's actually a term. Like, kind of like, uh, I don't know, Duke uh, or Duchess or something. No, I guess those are like, uh, but I prefer to, prefer to call, like, I'm not on a first name basis with Roberta Claus, except for written, written warnings I've gotten. 
I don't know if you get uh, so many people are signed up for those. Now you can get them as like text alerts. It just says, uh, heads up, naughty list. You're, you're naughty. You're near the naughty, nearly naughty. And they say, uh, but then I say, oh no, it's from Roberta Claus. Okay. Uh, I better shape up. Uh, they tried to sign up for the real time service, but it turns out that was like not, that was some machine learning project that was like, uh, it was using Robert, like like Roberta Claus uh, North Pole branding uh, to kind of try to get you like because uh, he said, "Well, I would love real time. I'd actually prefer like some sort of VR augmented reality. Maybe I wouldn't though because maybe that would make me more grouchy. So stop to you know because it says stop being grouchy. Anyway, good news, great news is uh, this Christmas tree whose name I forgot." Uh, <laughs> because I just did. I'm sorry, Christmas tree. Maybe the tree didn't have a name. It wasn't Wally, but it re- the tree did remind me of Wally a little bit, though their stories are a lot different. Uh, but this Christmas tree was granted the eternal, uh, eternal magical holiday tree, like some sort of, I don't know, this is stuff like Roberta Claus basically gave the tree, made this evergreen tree evergreen. Uh, like some sort of a holiday archetype. Uh, so this Christmas tree, gave, I guess, got consciousness because I guess it already did because it could walk. Uh, maybe the same, probably the same stuff that Frosty's got, uh, but that was only seasonal, which would be a bummer. Uh, but I guess, you know, we're all seasonal. Like just a, some seasons, you know, our seasons are a bit, a bit longer. But this tree, uh, this year, like, it just, it just got off the phone with this tree. And, uh, cause it's still, it's still like, uh, wandering uh, the snowbound nights of, uh, uh, central New York. Uh, but it had another adventure, uh, like, uh, recently with this, another famous character from the podcast, the elf nobody knew. And Elf Nobody Knew, again, short on names, because this was like episode like it was 25 or 40 or uh, 90. It probably was December 2013, or it could have been December 2013 or 2014, maybe 2015. I don't think it was 2016, but uh, that was a story about the Elf Nobody Knew. You know, there's a lot of elves. Uh, there's not, I guess there's not a lot of elves you know by first name anyway. But this elf was like a shy elf, you know, wasn't, wasn't a character for me, but it like reminded me of me. It was just a quiet elf that minded their own business and liked to, 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 to just, uh, you know, speak when they had something to say, but otherwise just did their job, but still had a bit of, you know, long, you know, could feel lonely from time to time. And at some point this elf, uh, I'm not exactly sure because I haven't really listened, but the elf said, well, I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, and uh, the only elf's name I can think of is Spackle, who's my friend. Uh, but uh, I'm not friends with this elf just because I don't know. Ironically enough, I don't know the elf that nobody knew, uh, but I know the story behind it. Uh, but so this elf uh, w- went off and, you know, no one knew because uh, the elf had gone off, uh, ended up walking and heading into the woods and then ended up helping like all the forest friends, uh, maybe some woods elves. Th- th- this was like a, like a, like a North Pole elf. Uh, 
and it ran into some like deep forest elves, I think, and they had an adventure. Uh, but eventually, I think this elf, uh, the elf nobody knew, was in charge of uh, only had one job, which was uh, adding the lubricant to the um, the runners on Santa's sleigh. And it had, obviously is a critical job, especially depending on the weather. I think they change lubricants. Uh, and so once, uh, like, the Christmas night came, or yeah, Christmas Eve, they call it, but uh, they found it. They said, well, we really need this elf. And, uh, you know, the, Christmas was saved when they found the elf, and everybody realized uh, this is an elf we should know. Uh, but it turns out patterns are hard to break. So this elf, uh, who, who's uh, not good at self-promotion, even though they saved uh, one Christmas Eve and Christmas night, Christmas day, you know, the stakes are hard with Christmas stories because it's like really like, uh, I guess you got to save Christmas for at least with one person if you can't save it for everybody. Uh, though I think Roberta Claus, she called, she called Christmas off one year. I think, uh, but anyway, this elf, uh, uh, who will say is Elfie and we'll say the Christmas tree's name's Chris, uh, cause I don't know either one of their names. Uh, uh, but you know, ever since I told that tale, Elfie kind of, uh, you know, drifted back into the background and it didn't do much and, uh, but it did finally develop after a year or two, like a close circle of friends. And they said, uh, geez, Elfie, you're going you're gonna to grease the um, runners of uh, Santa Sleigh. Like, what other things are you into? And Elfie said, well, I don't, I don't really know. Like, uh, like, uh, like, I guess, like, uh, I'm not really into much else. And uh, like, uh, like I'm just like rather uh, be be myself and uh, just do my job. And they said, "Are you sure about that, Elfie? Like, are you sure you're not looking for a greater adventure?" And uh, the Elfie said, "Well, I heard that Roberta Claus uh, gave this uh, Evergreen Award to an evergreen tree, a Christmas tree, uh, that took a walk and." Uh, Elfie said, actually, I can't stop thinking about it. Cause they said, what would it, how would a Christmas tree walk? Did it grow legs or did its trunk split into legs? Uh, it, does it have arms? Does it have a face? Uh, when it, did it smile when it got an award? Cause it was a private ceremony. Uh, Roberta Koss flew to central New York for it. Uh, like, uh, like, I do, like, I can't stop thinking about that Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and what does the tree do now? And a lot of people said, never heard about that tree. That, uh, like, uh, doesn't sound like a Christmas tree that w- took a walk where? Uh, to the North Pole? And Elfie said, no, but like, uh, past a Burger King. And they said, she sounds like that podcast, uh, to put people to sleep. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and Elfie said, "Can't you? Can't you picture? Can you picture a Christmas tree going for a walk?" They said, "Yeah, like going for a walk. A Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, I picture it for about four seconds, and then I move on to something else." And Elfie said, "Well, that's what I'm really interested in." And somehow this news got to Roberta Claus because they think they're trying to do this thing. What do you call? It? Oh, sabbaticals. Uh, like there's a, there's like plenty of progressive thinking trying to get implemented at the North Pole, 
And just one layer of this is saying, hey, why don't you take a sabbatical? Uh, I don't know what it's called when you, you, uh, you get, you, you're drawing a salary, even when you're, uh, like doing what you're interested in, but I guess Roberta Goss, again, this is all private ceremony, so I didn't have access to this, but El- she called Alfie in and she said, you're the elf nobody knew about, huh, Alfie? And Alfie said, yep, uh, yeah, I guess I'd rather be called the elf that rather would rather not be known. And Roberta said, well, I'm glad, you know, you've been working with your apprentice and you've really been doing a great job and we're all really proud of you. And she said, are you familiar with our sabbaticals? And uh, Elfie said, no. And Roberta Claus said, well, no one is really. It's like one of the programs that nobody knew. So she said, I'm trying to come up with this new thing called sabbatical adventures. Uh, and I'd like for you to be our first person to take a sabbatical adventure. And Elfie said, what's the difference between a sabbatical and a sabbatical adventure? Just an adventure at the end. And Roberta said, no, you like you leave immediately. Like she goes, it's less prep. Like you're on sabbatical uh, and we're, we're sending you on the adventure that you already asked for. So I guess you get less say and there's less planning. We're sending you to central New York. Uh, there's a big storm due and uh, we figured you'd walk with the, the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and Elfie said, okay, uh, sounds great. And Roberta said, okay, like, uh, don't worry about packing your stuff. We packed you a go bag. And she said, we'll see you on the other side of uh, the holidays. And she said, be, be careful out there because the northern lights have been acting funny. Winkity, wink, wink, wink. Uh, and Elfie said, what do you mean? What was with the winkity, wink, wink, wink? Uh, and she said, there must have been some magic in that uh, old adventure sabbatical. Uh, and she said, here, put on this uh, T-shirt. It says uh, sabbatical adventurer. And, the, you know, the, there was more stuff that I heard about, but, you know, nothing, you know, more joking stuff, like where Elfie said, huh, is this some sort of... Uh... And then Elfie climbed in, uh, like, uh, like uh, you know, it traveled. I don't know how else traveled, to be honest. I guess I would assume some sort of sleigh-based t- technology or something. Yeah, but also parachutes, I think, uh, is a cool way. Let's just assume Alfie parachuted uh, and a giant flowing parachute inside a giant stocking, a niche stocking. What could be more comfortable than sl- swaying? Yeah, but then as Elfie crossed through the clouds, it uh, started to feel like the change in the air. Now, luckily, this was electric sock, so uh, Elfie turned on the heater and started to feel some moisture and then a little bit more rocking as they crossed through the cloud layer uh, into the air above central New York. And Elfie began to circle around and around and around and eventually lower and lower into uh, center 13215 area code, and eventually through the trees and into the woods uh, uh, somewhere uh, was where Alfie finally, you know, the parachute got caught in the trees, but, uh, you know, Alfie was relaxing and sleeping and then woke up and looked down and said, okay, I could climb down from here. And it was a, it was just a dusk, uh, 
Like me, I don't even know what time it got to be dusk uh, with a snowstorm, uh, maybe 4 p.m. And Elfie said, wow, 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 uh, where am I? And Elfie got out of the trees and uh, uh, headed off in one direction, confident, but not knowing why Elfie was confident, other than from listening to this podcast. Uh, and then Elfie said, oh, yeah, listen to that Sleep With Me podcast. These are the woods that uh, have been appeared in a few episodes. Uh, so I'll just go through Mrs. O's backyard. And then they, Elfie saw the old rock wall and then the big flat rock and then the long, uh, long, long stretch of Mrs. O's backyard. And then through the backyard and uh, then around the back of uh, the next next door neighbor's house. Uh, and into Scoots' backyard where little Andy used to play. Yeah, but the house was dark and silent. Uh, yeah, the house was. But then the hill, like uh, because of the snow, uh, Elfie saw cars like struggling to get up the hill because it was snowing so hard. And what they would do is they'd get halfway up the hill and their start, tires would start to spin. Or some of them with snow tires even would get further. And as they got closer to the top of the hill where it was steeper, then their tires would start to spin, and some would try to go slow. But most of the cars uh, would uh, weren't going to make it, so then Elfie would go. So Elfie just started helping and saying, hey, let me help you turn around uh, if they got caught. Uh, and plus with the snowbanks, you know, you'd have to do like a 30-point turn if you couldn't get into a driveway. And Elfie just said, Jesus, tonight's not the night. And then Elfie said, like, you could go all the way around uh, the block. Uh, it's like a, this is a big rectangle. And people say, Jesus, thanks. So who, who are you doing? Are you doing appearances or are you just working at someone, one person's house? Uh, and Elfie would laugh, uh, laugh with a, like a gingerbread and candy cane breath this, these elves had. Because uh, that's what was in Elfie's uh, pack, just uh, a snack pack that uh, Elfie had. And Elfie said, oh, no, no, I'm just looking for a tree. Have you seen a Christmas tree that likes to walk? And uh, people said, no, no, no. Uh, well, anyway, Merry Christmas. And Elfie said, what do you mean? And they said, well, it's Christmas Eve, uh, you goof. Uh, aren't you waiting for Santa? Are you going to show, show Santa where to land? And Elfie said, Roberta, you mean Roberta Claus? Uh, and they say, Roberta Claus, never heard of her. And eventually Elfie, like, helped enough people that Elfie learned that uh, there had been some sort of time shift. And it was, like, in the 19, uh, uh, like, in 1989, 1990, 1991, was the best Elfie could do because, uh, you know, of the songs, the, the holiday songs uh, that were playing. Uh, the Elfie was able to narrow down the years. Uh, so then Elfie went back to the yard uh, that uh, where uh, little Andy grew up. And uh, Elfie said, I remember little Andy used to say when it was a lot of snow and he was covered in like a snow suit or snow pants and a thick jacket, he liked to lie in this bush. Uh, and it was a big bush and it wasn't hard to find. And uh, like, uh, Elfie felt like, uh, Elfie had like a lot of winter clothes on too. 
So this big, like, evergreen bush, uh, really big and wide, bigger than a bush, like a few bushes in a row, technically, probably. And Elfie lied down in the bush. Uh, the bush could take Elfie's weight spread out among its branches. And Elfie smelled some evergreen. And, uh, you know, because Elfie had so much layers on, it was warm and kind of swaying and then able to look up at the gray uh, sky just beyond the uh, the snow and able to hear the sound like almost like a click, click, click as the snow uh, would land and then able to hear kind of in the distance uh, holiday tunes uh, drifting from houses where people were celebrating and just really enjoying the moment and then the wind and uh, just the sense of the winter night settling in. It was uh, comforting. Like, uh, and, and this is the kind of aloneness that Elfie loved. Uh, alone in the moment of a, a night, like a pure, pure moment. Uh, and just really sitting there and enjoying every minute of it. Uh, you know, like, and Elfie would realize something else to look for. Like, Elfie tried to find the moon and eventually uh, could see a spot where the moon was just barely uh, noticeable beyond the clouds. And Elfie started to watch as the, the, the snowflakes, uh, like, came come down in a relentless manner, uh, but a hypnotically relentless manner, uh, just... Uh, like a stream almost, but a distinct stream, like where you could watch each individual flake uh, for a little while and then watch it again. And, you know, even though uh, Elfie was from a fantastical place, the North Pole, and now it uh, time traveled, presumably, this was another kind of, uh, like, uh, just unbelievable thing, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that the sky is just, uh, uh, projecting snowflakes, uh, nonstop, uh, and then, uh, you know, Elfie didn't get too heady and think about the flakes, but it thought about how the flakes were, uh, clumped together, Elfie did, and, and, uh, Elfie started to drift off just for a little while, uh, uh, just just long enough that Elfie's cheeks and nose got a little cold, uh, and uh, that's when Elfie felt uh, something drifting on its cheek, uh, something warm, uh, but brushing. And that's when Elfie looked up and uh, uh, saw a Christmas tree, uh, like leaning in above it, uh, Chris the Christmas tree. I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, leaning in, brushing kind of the melting snow off of uh, Elfie's cheeks. And uh, Elfie was still stuck in the moment, even though Elfie was kind of coming back. Uh, there was, again, something about the, the feeling of that melting snow, the warm skin, and Elfie's core was still very warm. Even his ex like external body parts were still warm and toasty. And, uh, like, even though Elfie's cheeks were, the, the body temperature still warm enough to melt most of the snow. And it was almost delightful, just that little moment of, uh, 
like uh, just interest. Uh, like, man, my cheeks are still melting in the snow, but it, it's not all of it, and that's why. And then LP said, holy cow, that's why this Christmas tree is brushing snow from my face. And LP said, are you the Christmas tree that took a walk? And the Christmas tree did say, did kind of nod and said, uh, yeah, I am the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and I'd like to take you for a special little walk, Elfie, on this uh, special Christmas Eve, uh, 19, whatever it is. Uh, the Christmas tree said, I'm not positive either. You've been, you know, wandering in and out of, like, uh, Elfie said, how's it in this? Said, well, there's a, the, like, there's this thing called the transverse plane. I don't want to try to explain it to you, but that's where we, uh, we're out beyond the transverse plane. Nelvi said, does that mean we're really in it? And the Christmas tree said, yeah, we're actually in this uh, this world. And then Elfie said, is this like the, where little Andy the podcaster grew up? And uh, Christmas tree said, yeah, it was their Christmas tree last year. And, uh, you know, then I was sent to meet Roberta Claus uh, in the future. Again, don't worry about it. We're going to go for a walk. Uh, are you ready? And Elfie said, yeah, I think so. And then the Christmas, she said, no, let's have a cup of hot cocoa and sit here and uh, and, and talk about stuff. Uh, and Elfie said, okay. So then they sat in the garage. Uh, somehow the Christmas tree had the code. I don't know where I would, but we never had a code. So like uh, maybe after I moved away, there was a code for the garage door, but uh yeah, so they got inside the garage and they were sitting there smelling the smells of gasoline and the lawnmower and the sound of a cold garage and metal kind of readjusting itself and of dirt and dust. Uh, and they drank some uh, hot cocoa that seemed to miraculously appear, but really, uh, Chris, Chris the tree had a backpack, uh, that Elfie just never noticed. Uh, so they had some hot cocoa, yes, with marshmallows, of course, pepper, a little peppermint flavor. And they just kind of sipped at it and enjoyed it, and they actually didn't talk. They listened again to the sounds now of the wind and a few more cars, and they had a laugh as every car they listened to tried to make it up the hill, but they didn't. And uh, they said, what an annoyance on Christmas Eve. And Chris, Chris just like let out, like, uh, uh, Elfie just have the space, uh, uh, to take in more moments, uh, even though they were together, uh, you know, they were kind of solitary, uh, community members, I guess, in some strange way. And then Chris opened the garage door and said, uh, let's head out. And even as they did, uh, the snow had accumulated. So it made that uh, that sound when you first hit snow, like almost like a crinkling, uh, like a creaking sound. And they started to enjoy that uh and the things on their cheeks, and uh, Elvie said, where were we going? And uh, uh, the Christmas tree said, don't, no, just a, a little bit of a tour of uh, Scoots's, uh, a couple of uh, Little Andy's spots, because uh, I know you're a Little Andy fan, 
And so they headed off, and the first place they went was just down the street uh, where I used to go sledding. And uh, Elfie said, yeah, there's an episode about this in the Christmas tree. So, yeah, let's go up here. Like, uh, little Andy used to also, like, explore, loved exploring this golf course in the winter. And, you know, having different adventures as G.I. Joe and Starscream and, uh, you know, Brainy Smurf. Uh, and then they laughed at that because that was a joke on multiple levels. And, uh, you know, but maybe not the gummy bears. It could have been one of the gummy bears. Uh, and it kind of showed, like, uh, all the places they used to walk around there. And then they walked out, and they crossed the one busy street, and they went past my best friend uh, from uh, all the way back to kindergarten or greenhouse, uh, Patty and Judy and Jim, Chris and Dan lived at. Uh, and then they cut around a couple, a couple of streets, a couple lefts, a couple rights, and they ended up at another reservoir or actually a reservoir, which is another good spot to go sledding, but had more uh, uh, tiered hills. Uh, so it, I think it has a sustained hill on the other side with these beautiful brick red reservoirs. Uh, and uh, there was a couple of people sledding there, like uh, adults, and, you know, that needed a break on this uh, Christmas Eve. And then they headed down from there. And they headed by another house where another one of little Andy friends used to live, uh, Chris Ann and his family. And uh, they had a lot of good times at that house. And then they turned to, to uh, the church where little Andy's mom even went to, to school, uh, Most Holy Rosary Church. Uh, now, this is where all of uh, their family things tend to be, whether people go to the big farm or, you know, uh, not a recent wedding, uh, but, you know, some weddings have been there. And the bells were ringing there, and it has a big rose window in the front. Uh, and even, I think, on the top, it has, like, a statue with a neon uh, a halo. And so they took all that in, even like uh, even the stuff that only exists in little Andy's memory. And up there, you're on a little bit of a hill, so you have a view of uh, uh, some of the lower uh, uh, parts of Syracuse, like downtown Syracuse and some of the hills beyond there. There's a nice peaceful view, and then you have a view down the hill, and just down the hill, they just said, because the Christmas tree said, hop on my shoulders. Uh, and Elfie said, okay. And they could see the library branch on Geddes Ave where uh, little Andy spent so much time. And according to little Andy's mom, his first uh, poetry was published in the uh, library, uh, you know, summer reading game con compilations. And there was also like a burned area there where you could get chocolate milk. And they both looked and they said, well, that's like a, quite a, like a branch. Uh, and they could see all of the, the roads were pretty quiet now. And they just kind of took it in and they saw some of the schools that, uh, 
uh, little Andy's uh, aunts and uncles and cousins had worked at all around the area. And, and the, the Elfie said, well, where are you going next? And, uh, and the Christmas tree said, we're going to uh, Ruskin Ave. Uh, and uh, Elfie said, the Ruskin Ave, where little Andy used to jump in the compost, uh, his grandfather's compost heap. And the Christmas tree said, yeah. And then Elfie said, the, this, the Ruskin Ave, where... Uh, all of Andy's uh, aunts and uncles and mom grew up all together. Uh, uh, what is it, like 12 or 20 of them? And the, and the Christmas tree, Chris, just laughed uh, and said, let's walk over there. And, uh, and uh, Elvis said, can I jump into the compost, Steve, just like little Andy does? Uh and like uh, the Christmas tree said, well, you have to climb up it. Andy climbed up the side of it like it was a ladder, and then it would stomp on it more. He didn't know he didn't know what compost was either. He just knew it kind of smelled weird, and that it would move. And uh, the current location is the back of uh, up against a fence. Uh, so little Andy liked to use it to, to pretend to, like uh, they, it was an adventure jumping off point. And so they walked, uh, like, uh, down a couple of streets and over, and uh, somehow they got there, like, uh, not that I would have been able to find my way, but uh, uh, they were able to, and they found a, a street uh, kind of picturesque, you know, uh, and there was this gray house uh, with a porch out front, uh, where there was uh, New Yorker magazines aplenty and extra sharp cheese and crackers uh, where uh, Andy's grandparents would uh, do those things, eat cheese, uh, drink BV and water, and uh, read the New Yorker. And that was where Andy first was confused by cartoons about the, and, and said, huh, uh, interesting, uh, they don't quite understand this. Uh, and eventually they walked up the driveway and they, they walked down and the house was abuzz uh, because all of the relatives were there uh, uh, for Christmas Eve and uh, uh, probably a hundred people at least in that house. And it was a it was vibrant, uh, the sounds coming out. Uh, there were sounds of, uh, you know, debate, uh, of joy, of uh, emotional roller coasters of children with sugar, you know, too much sugar and not enough sleep. Uh, there was games being played. There was dreams being dreamed. There was TV or holiday specials being watched. Uh, but Elfie just wanted to get to that compost heap, a uh, handmade... Uh, you know, compost of uh, a heap, uh, like a big square box uh, made by like kind of a scrap of wood, uh, open slatted sides and plywood on the, the end. Uh, so you could climb up it just like a ladder up the slatted sides. Elfie went and started to jump in the compost heap. Uh, 
And then the Christmas tree said, Chris, the Christmas tree said, let's go inside, Elfie. I guess your cloak of, cloak of ability, uh, and plus no one will notice anyway, because they'll just think we're dressed up like this, uh. And they went inside, and the first thing you do is you go up on the porch, and you, you know, that's where all the beer and wine and soda would be, or the overflow, and you could shake off your shoes, uh, but you'd probably wear them. And then you go into the kitchen, and on the right was a table uh, with all the appetizers and drinks and and then to the left was the fridge and uh, the door to the basement uh, where little Andy wasn't really allowed to go too much, but he always liked to try to sneak down there because uh, it always smelled a little bit weird, but it was really just a smell like a, like a natural gas smell. And the house is warm and people are inside and they're kind of dressed up and not dressed too fancy, you know, like sweaters and pants or, you know, Santa Claus ties. And, and they say, wow, this is a lot of uh, laughing going on and quaffing and, and chattering and people haven't seen one another in a long time. Then you go into the, the, from the kitchen, you go into this one room, and it's a big room with a big table that you can seat uh, 12 to 14 people. And people are just taking their turns eating at the table, and the, the table, and nearby the table is a buffet, you know, with turkey and all that, all the fixings. And, uh, you know, the greatest of potlucks uh, from across, uh, uh, Central New York and even the extended family bringing in, you know, it's got that ambrosia pudding thing or whatever, the jello thing and turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes. And behind the table is a room where the, all the littlest kids go to watch TV and they're in there. There's about 16 kids on one couch, uh, snuggling, cutest thing ever, except when they uh, when the commercials come on. And there's other kids in every possible seat, and there's kids coming in and out. Uh, and uh, maybe there's even a kid with a bowl cut uh, that might be a little Andy. Uh, probably has on his favorite uh, shirt uh, at that era, which was a gray Shirt with purple stripes, uh, probably a long-sleeved uh, collared shirt, uh, and he's probably wear that almost every day with his little bowl cut and his innocent eye, is hoping he would still get a toy, even though he had aged out of getting toys. And Elfie looked around, and the Christmas tree looked around, and they just saw people like. Uh, uh, that were like uh, glad to be around one another, uh, and that had set aside any part complicated part of their lives for the evening. And, uh, yeah, there was a, you know, extra, you know, humanity everywhere. But, uh, for this night, it was like they were participating in something a traditional and, uh, like, uh, that they were like returning to their nostalgia and creating their own nostalgia. 
and eating a lot of bread. Oh, oh, the rolls that they would eat, and then the cookies that they would consume. And the older people, uh, young adults, uh, college age uh, to their 20s would debate who's going to play Santa Claus. Uh, and, you know, everybody did a gift exchange. So Santa Claus would eventually show up and put on a show. And the kids couldn't believe that they had been lucky enough for Santa to come and uh, give out gifts. Uh, and, yeah, there were some people that would be disappointed, like little Andy, when he got clothes instead of uh, a toy because uh, he didn't know, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, hey, you can be thankful for things. Uh, uh, but also because he had that little, you know, imagination, like saying, well, I'm going to get this is going to be the year I get the toy I dreamed of. And so it was a good growth moment for little Andy to... Uh, Say, okay, well, I don't get everything I want. I'm still, uh, and the snow is still going outside. And, uh, yeah, and Elfie looked at the Christmas tree, uh, then, like, took a walk and said, Why'd you bring me here? And, uh, the Christmas tree said, Why don't you take some time and get to know some people who everybody, like, uh, go ahead and give it a shot, uh, and see what happens. And Elfie started going around, uh, and, uh, he'll say, what are you, how, like, uh, instantly said, what are you, uh, what are you, whose kid are you? And Elfie said, like, would make something up. Oh, I'm little Andy's, oh, you're Ted. Great to see you. Uh, and, uh, then Elfie started saying, I'm Elfie. Uh, I'm a friend of the, like, I'm a friend of little Andy's, uh, and they said, really? Uh, the, the one with the vacant eyes? Uh, and Elfie said, that's the one. Uh, the one that e eats everything. Like, n inedible stuff. And they said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Andy. And uh, he said, great. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. Have you had a, one of these cookies? Have you had any food? Go ahead and sit down. And uh, at some point, the Christmas tree took a walk, walked off uh, to the next adventure for the Christmas tree. But Elfie stayed behind and shared in a moment. Uh, Elfie said, I'm not sure if this moment is real or memory, but I can feel the spirit of uh, the holidays of saying, hey, let me just bask in this moment. And Elfie found like a weird continuum between lying alone in a bush uh, and how that felt to being surrounded by people and uh, and warmth and in just a, a momentary lapse in worry uh, to say hey let's uh, hang and eat and laugh and talk and uh, enjoy one another and Elfie said, wow, both things are really possible. And uh, this is interesting. Maybe next year I'll go to the Elf holiday party. And Elfie said, I, I know I can always access this warmth too. Uh, just by thinking of it and, and sitting there and saying, huh. Yeah, isn't this nice lying where I am right now? And, uh. You know, I do have uh, that kind of caring within me 
uh, for other people and for myself. And I'm thankful uh, for other people. And I'm thankful for the moments I have to myself. Uh, then Elfie said, you know what? I want to go back outside and jump in the uh, compost heap. And Elfie went back outside after a while. And thought about lying in the compost heap, but thought better at that. And just stood there and listened to the holiday sounds. Listened to the cars out on the street. Listened uh, to the parties. Uh, listened to the silence between the falling snow. And soaked it all in. Uh, and really enjoyed one more moment alone. Uh, good night.